Views and opinions expressed by the hosts are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of their employers. This podcast may not be suitable for children. Adults may find details triggering and or offensive. Listener's discretion is advised. Hi everyone, this is Norma. And this is Priscilla. And you're listening to It's It's a Mystery mystery for for Me. Welcome back to It's the Mystery for Me. Right now, it's raining outside. The kind of rain that I think Stan wrote that letter to Eminem in. (laughs) I saw a meme like that, and I was like, that is clever. Very clever. I love that song. It's a good song. I mean, it's very dark. It's very dark. But I like the storytelling aspect of it. Mm. That's what I appreciate about Eminem. Yeah. You know, so... It's Tuesday, so you already know what that means. Buckle up. It's another Norma takeover. It is. <laughs> and I said last week, don't get used to it. Yeah, and I jinxed it. You know it. what? You need to get used to it. <laughs> no, but you know, what happened was in the beginning, I was hosting every single episode. So if you're mm-hmm. a listener, you know. I probably hosted like 40 of them. And you yeah. were just like in the hot seat. Mm-hmm. So... You know, it's nice to kind of switch roles and be the one (laughs) asking questions, even though people don't like when I ask questions because they be like, you talking over her or no, you won't let her talk and you talk too much. And I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying, y'all. I'm learning and I'm growing, I think. Mm -hmm. Same. Okay. Well, with that being said, we'll go ahead and turn to this week's sources. So for today's case, I watched an oxygen show that's based in New York. Oh. Yeah. I feel like they never have shows based in New York. It's always like Atlanta. I know. But yeah, no, this one is. Okay. Um, I also looked at various articles published by New York Times, The Bronx Times, People Magazine, ABC News, among others, and court documents. Is this like a prominent case? Like, have you heard about this case before? I did not. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's see. It's just my antennas went up when you said New York Times and all these like yeah. other articles and it's on an oxygen show. I mean, maybe you have heard of it. I don't know. We'll see. Being that we're New Yorkers. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't heard of it, have I? I don't know. I guess we gonna see. For all of today's sources, go ahead and check out our website. It's themysteryforme.com or click the link in today's show notes. This story takes us back to 2016 in the Bronx, New York. This is a case of Andrea Carruth. The name does not ring a bell. Right? Yeah, it didn't for me either. Andrea Carruth was born and raised on the island of St. Vincent to her father, William Carruth, and her mother, Cloris Colise. And I couldn't find a date of birth, probably because she was born on the islands. And I thought like, okay, mom and dad, (laughs) you know, it's possible. If you know, you know, if you have Caribbean parents. Yeah. But in 2016, she would have been 39 years old. Okay. So I think she was born around 1977. 
She was one of several brothers and sisters, but I couldn't find an exact number. When she was in her early 20s, Andrea moved to New York with her father, William, leaving the rest of her family behind. Mm -hmm. They, like most immigrants, they seemed to be looking for a better life filled with more opportunities. And over the years, it appears that some of her siblings ended up moving to the Bronx, New York, and resided in the same neighborhood as Andrea. Like, literally, her sister, Angel, she lived across the street. Oh, they're very close-knit family. Caribbean, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) So her father, William, was able to purchase a multi-level home, and he helped Andrea establish a daycare called Kitty College. Oh, I love that. And she operated that out of the first floor. And then her father had the basement apartment, and then Andrea lived on the second floor apartment. Oh, mm-hmm. generational wealth. Mm-hmm. Wow. And neighbors referred to the daycare as a preschool of excellent quality. She was well known in the neighborhood for good things. Mm-hmm. Andrea shared her second floor apartment with her fiance, Lincoln Grant, who she had been dating for 10 plus years at that point. And they would soon have an additional resident in her apartment because she was five months pregnant with their first child. So they were very excited. Her family, her friends were very happy for her. I don't know, maybe they have been trying for a while is the impression that I got from the show. And so it was just great to see how she was transitioning from working with kids all of her life to now having a kid of her own. Her mother, Clarence, was especially excited for her daughter and to meet her grandchild because it had been years since she saw her. So her mom lives in St. Vincent. And Andrea hadn't seen her her mom and the rest of her family in years. Like since her being in New York for almost two decades, she's only gone back to visit like one or two times. Wow. Mm -hmm. Now that could be for several reasons because it seems like she was a major financial support for her family. Okay back in St. Vincent. In fact, her mother described Andrea as a good child who ensured that all of her mother's bills were taken care of and would send Christmas barrels annually, Uh as well as birthday gifts for her siblings. And her brothers and sisters just felt very much supported by her and they could depend on her. Mm Oh, definitely Caribbean family. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) With the barrels, it made me think of mom sending clothes to DR. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Her friends described Andrea as a loving person, someone who's very sweet, kind, gracious. She would never raise her voice or get mad at anyone. Mm. She was just a person with a beautiful soul, very calm, just full of life and compassionate. This was especially true when it came to the way that she ran her daycare. Mm. If parents couldn't pay, she would still allow them to bring their kids. Wow. Mm -hmm. That like gives me chills yeah because like sometimes people are just not giving or thoughtful in that way you just never Mm -hmm. know how like one little action you do can like have such a positive tremendous like effect on a person so I'm sure that parent was probably just down about how am I going to pay this who's going to watch my kid Mm -hmm. and wow that's just amazing that she did that yeah I feel like this is very telling as to the person that she is. Yeah. Now let's focus on the day when everything changed. Sunday, January 3rd, 2016. I don't want things to change. Me neither. Oh, man. Me neither. I hate getting to this part. Damn. Yeah. So Andrea was getting ready 
to go to brunch with her best friend, Julia. And Julia and Andrea spent a lot of time together. They had been best friends for four years, Mm -hmm. ever since Andrea began attending fitness classes taught by Julia. They are both from the islands, and they just bonded over their love for shopping and for cooking. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, like Julia had already nicknamed Andrea, calling her Angie because she looked like an Angie. Um, I don't know. Instead of Andrea? Yeah, instead of Andrea. Mm -hmm. And Julia and Andrea had their own tradition where they would get monthly facials. That was just something that they did. Fun. I love that. And for this particular brunch, it was special because they had planned to go shopping for baby clothes right after. And this was like the first time that Andrea was thinking about getting baby clothes. So, yeah. Julia arrives at brunch. I'm not sure where brunch was. They didn't say. But she's sitting there for a while. And Andrea's not there. So she starts calling her. There's no answer. And this was really out of character for Andrea. She's just not someone that wouldn't answer Julia. And Mm. she always had her phone. Gotcha. So Julia, at this point, is just getting irritated. And Mm. she sends her a text saying you know what, I'm going home. Mm. Whenever you're ready, call me. So she was pretty upset. She felt like, oh, is Andrea ditching me? Like, she just wants to spend this Sunday with her fiancé. I don't know. I don't know. Was it out of character for her? It was out of character for her, but... But still, I guess, like, friends, you know, got annoyed for sure. But she's probably thinking, you know, she's pregnant. Like, maybe this is... She's going through, like, mood swings. So, like, I don't know. I don't know. The next morning, Monday, January 4th, 2016, comes along and Andrea is calling Julia, but Julia is still so upset that she doesn't answer. And then she receives a text message from Andrea, except it's not Andrea. Oh. It's actually Lincoln, Andrea's fiance, texting her. And the text said, hi, it's Lincoln. Angie didn't come home last night. Is she with you? Oh. Yeah. Wait, huh? But it's coming from her phone? Yeah. From Andrea's phone? Yeah, so let's get into that. Okay. So, yeah, because I was confused too. Okay. Um, So at this point, Julia knows something is wrong because she's like, okay, it's one thing that Lincoln is contacting me, but he's texting me and calling me from Andrea's phone. Right. She's like, one plus one is two. Yeah. But she puts that to the side and she's now just questioning Lincoln about like what's going on. So Lincoln tells her he saw Andrea leave Sunday morning. So the morning before at around 10 a.m. He saw her putting on a sweater and going downstairs to make tea and that she never came back home to his knowledge. So Julia is wondering okay so she didn't come home so what were you doing all day were you sleeping all day like right it's monday morning how are you just realizing right that your pregnant fiance didn't come home very strange already so he's saying like well no i woke up at 3 p.m yesterday right. and she's still pushing him like how did you not notice that her phone was home you know that she always has her phone on her right But he's just adamant, like, he does not know the whereabouts of his fiance. And part of me is just, like, wondering, well, first, how how did you not notice that her phone was there? Right. Um, 
as to specifically like the location of her phone i'm not mm-hmm. sure like if it was on the dresser if it was in the kitchen i don't know hmm. but it just makes me think how did he not notice it a and was he so trusting of their friendship of the friendship between julia and andrea that he just trusted that she was in good hands and everything is fine right so maybe that's why he wasn't so worried but at the same time if she were to go out on sundays she's usually home by 6 p.m on sunday that was her routine to get ready for the next day for the daycare sheesh we all got a sunday routine i guess (laughs) really it's like preparing (laughs) for the trauma that monday brings yeah no, literally. So yeah. this is just all very bizarre. And Julia tells Ooh. Lincoln, you need to call 911 immediately. Right. And he does. There's basically a search party that's happening between like friends and family, neighbors. Okay. But homicide is dispatched to the home. Oh. And Lincoln basically tells them, you know, Andrea, she went out with her girlfriend, Julia, and she didn't return. So they take note of that. They also take note of the fact that it wasn't just Andrea's phone that was left behind. It was her phone, her wallet, and her keys. Okay. That's strange. Yeah. But then Andrea's reportedly of sound mind, good health. Right. So they're trying to figure out, like, what's going on here? Did you get into a fight? Right. Like, where she stormed out because she was so upset. Like, it just doesn't make sense that she would leave all this behind. But Lincoln assures them that they've never argued. There was no abuse. Okay. And Andrea had even confirmed this to her friend Julia in past conversations. That they were on good grounds. Like, he's an amazing guy. He's just very calm, cool, collected. Wait, I have a question. Yeah. About her transportation method. Mm -hmm. Does she drive? So, that is not really clear i was wondering that too i know her dad has a car and he lives downstairs in the basement apartment okay the reason i'm asking is like okay if you leave your stuff at home and Mm -hmm. it's like normal for you to drive right you get to your car and you're like well damn i forgot my keys and then you go back i don't know so that's kind of what i was wondering about but also Mm -hmm. like even if she was taking like transportation like um the subway or something if she doesn't have anything on her she gets to the station or whatever and she probably would have turned back and been like i can't believe i left this at home now let me walk back and get like the metro card Mm -hmm. i mean do we even use a metro card anymore y'all the subway in new york city is different i think i used my phone the last time i went i had to scan my phone yeah but still like she didn't even have her phone Mm -hmm. and this is 2016 so this is like when they still use the metro card that the nail people use to take off your nails at the nail (laughs) salon so it's just i don't know that's why i was wondering yeah i wonder that too but i couldn't find any information on that um Mm. well lincoln maintained his innocence um he said that they had been together for about 15 years some articles say 10 years i don't know i don't think it really matters it's either way it's a very long-term relationship right and lincoln just seems to be very quiet and reserved to officers and they kind of just take that information and right it is what it is Mm. so tuesday morning comes around and now it's january 5th and julia calls detective flood who is on the case okay she felt that the case was moving too slow. Mm. She's like, what is going on? Like, we gotta move faster. Right. 
And Detective Flood said that Andrea probably ran away and that she's a grown-up, so they have to wait for her to come back. Uh-huh. And I thought that was kind of alarming. And he does make an appearance on the show. Okay. So, so I was kind of waiting. what he says? He kind of... Or what he said. So he tries to flip it by saying, like, but I understand that, you know, if it was my family, I would want to be out there and I would want to know what's going on and where they are. Right. But I still thought, like, that was weird. And this was Julia saying that he said it. But then Julia tells detectives that, you know, Andrea's pregnant. And Lincoln never told them this. He never told them that she was five months pregnant. Oh, okay. All right. My spidey senses are going off. <laughs> because, like, why wouldn't you mention that? Right. That's that such seems, a like, huge... very important. And I feel like that's a f- would be the first thing out of people's mouths. Yeah. Right. So I just, I really, I don't understand it, Lincoln. Make it make sense. So, hmm. um... She, you know, goes on to say that Andrea was very excited. She's starting to show now that she's five months. Mm -hmm. And um, if anything, this brought her and Lincoln closer together. So I think she's trying to basically, I think Julia is trying to show that Andrea likely did not run away. Okay. You know, because she was very happy in her relationship. Right. And on this new journey of motherhood that she wouldn't just like up and leave. Okay. Randomly. The detectives still think it's very strange that Lincoln did not mention this. And at this point, hmm. the the case is now elevated because she is pregnant. Wow. And this sparks a citywide hospital search. But unfortunately, there's no sign of Andrea at any hospital. Can I ask, like, what mm-hmm. do her parents or her family, what do they think of Lincoln? Like- so, for the most part, her family thought he was a pretty stand-up guy okay um but now as she's reported missing yeah they're kind of looking at him side-eyed yeah Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. i mean i would definitely give him the side-eye too because there's rumors that like he did something to her so that's making it back to her mom in saint vincent you know and, she, and her siblings. I see. In the neighborhood. And she told Julia that she had a great relationship yes. with him and things were going well. Mm-hmm. And in her all her years of friendship with Julia, she never mentioned anything, being nope. afraid, nothing. No. I mean, at the same time, it's not uncommon for people not to say anything. Well, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I, I use a double negative. But basically, this isn't uncommon. Yeah. Her, like, failing to mention if there was something else mm-hmm. that's not as eh, great happening in the relationship. Especially if it's something, like, involving violence or abuse. It's not mm-hmm. as easy to be forthcoming about that. But it is easy to be forthcoming about, like, anything else. And just, yeah. you know, okay, I'm happy and da-da-da. That way there's not too much conversation and no one's gonna like pry yeah so i'm wondering about that too yeah so julia is still feeling unsatisfied with her conversation with detectives and Mm. she feels like no more needs to be done so she takes it upon herself and calls news 12 Ooh, yeah 12 but i think it's news 12 bronx whatever it's called um, because the way that it's set up in New York, like our local news 12, it's divided by counties. Right, right. 
Um, and they actually do cover the story. Okay. They mention details like the fact that Andrea is pregnant mm. um, and that she had been missing since January 3rd. It's now January 5th. And that her fiancé didn't report her missing for 24 hours. Ooh, that's... I just... For 24 hours? I don't know. Like, I just... It's just weird. It's very strange. Yeah. If someone didn't come home, like, you live with someone, they just didn't come home, and that's not... You know, didn't he say, like, she comes home at 6 p.m. every Mm -hmm. Sunday? So it's, like, something they're doing that's out of character. Like... Why wouldn't that be a red flag? Yeah. And, like, why wouldn't you think to call her to be, like, if you saw that it's late, to be, like, hey, are you sleeping over at Julia's? Like, what is going on? To check in on her. Yeah. Just, that's the part that is not sitting well in my spirit, you Mm -hmm. know? Well, it isn't for detectives either. And they return to Andrea's home later that Tuesday. Mm. So it's unclear like what time they do arrive, but I'm assuming it's like late morning, early afternoon. Gotcha. But when they do arrive, there's media outlets already outside of the home. Okay. Cause right, like News 12 is on it. Uh-oh. And Lincoln has already left for work. Detectives find this out and they're just work. surprised that wait. he didn't call out. Yeah, wait, he went to work? Yes. Okay, I don't know. I just feel... I don't know. That's not... I don't know. I know that people react differently in different mm-hmm. circumstances. But it always surprises me either way. Even though we're not a monolith when it comes to emotions, it still shocks me. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go to work, personally. Right. Like, my mind wouldn't be able to, like, be able to process what's happening at work. So... Is he just so far removed or does he feel like, you know what, she'll be back. So let me just keep on with my normal routine. I really feel that he thinks that she's just going to come back. And so he's also from St. Vincent. I don't know if I mentioned this. And he's just a hard worker. So Mm. he works in, um, I think, construction as a contractor. I see. And he takes his work very seriously. And I think he's also worried because they have a child on the way and he... He can't afford to miss a day of work, is what detectives were saying. Okay. I mean, mm, the other side of it (laughs) is that, you know, Andrea and him live in a building that her father owns. Mm -hmm. So that being said, I feel like her dad would make an accommodation in this case. Like, if he really can't go to work, like, of course, like, my daughter's well-being is more important. Like, Mm -hmm. don't worry about that. Like, that should be the least of your worries. Like, their circumstance is very different than, like, other people in that sense. Right. I don't know. That's Mm -hmm. what I think. I think so, too. So, detectives, because he's at work, they just decide, okay, let's interview whoever happens to be there. And Angel, Andrea's sister, who lives across the street, she happened to be there, so they question her. And she didn't know of any problems in their relationship, you know, when she's asked questions about it. Okay. Andrea's father, William, as we know, he lives in the basement apartment. He's asked about, you know, did he notice anything strange about Andrea's behavior um, leading up to the disappearance? And Hmm. he basically said that the last time that he had spoken to Andrea was around New Year's Eve. Okay. But he didn't actually have a conversation with her because she was on the phone. So, like, he saw her in passing. Okay. 
which made me think like I mean you guys live in the same house and you didn't have a conversation on New Year's Eve I don't know for Caribbean people that's kind of shocking yeah but (laughs) honestly you know sometimes not for nothing it's like you're in this normal routine of like, all right, I'll see them one day. I'm going to see them tomorrow. You okay. know what I'm saying? Like, you're so used to that that, like, it's like you're not thinking you're not going to see them. Okay, that's fair. Right? So it's like, mm-hmm. all right, New Year's, it's just another day. I got to get up tomorrow and work. Mm. Okay. Yeah. No, you, you definitely have a point. As far as what he noticed about Lincoln, he said that Lincoln just called down to him on Monday morning asking where Andrea was. Hmm. I wasn't really sure if he was just trying to just give information based off of like what he's actually witnessed or if he was trying to say like, you know, Lincoln and my daughter had like some sort of a strained relationship. I wasn't sure if that's where he was going with that, but I don't know. There was not any more details to that. Does that make sense? But detectives still look through the house. Um, They go through the first floor where the daycare is and nothing's out of place downstairs in her father's apartment everything seemed to be okay too although there was a strong smell of burning incense because um that was just very that's very common in the Caribbean community so Mm -hmm. but that was something that they you know took notice of as far as the second floor apartment they did notice that in the bathroom there was a red spot on the tile oh they immediately like ran a test right there and okay. it turned out not to be blood. Okay. It was likely a dot of nail polish. Okay. Nail polish. Oh, okay. But detectives are still puzzled at the fact that Andrea left her phone, her wallet, her keys at home. They just have a feeling that because those things are there, yeah. that she, she has to be there some way, somehow. They just feel like she's in the house. What? Yes. They just have a feeling. Okay. And so... They make a call to the canine unit. Okay. The cadaver dog comes in and it goes through the father's basement apartment. That's cleared. There's no hits. Okay. The first floor is cleared and the second floor is cleared. Okay. So now they're kind of at a dead end because they were convinced that she's there and now like there's no hits. So and there's no other floors, right? Like this is like a three family. Yeah, three family. Oh, okay. Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was like even more. Okay, so no hits. Yeah. So one thing that detectives found that was very odd is that Andrea's keys, her phone, her wallet, it could not be found during the sweep of the house. Oh. But it was there yesterday, like the day before, on Monday, January 4th. When they came by? Yeah, when they came by and they spoke to Lincoln. Okay. And now it's not there. So... They call Lincoln to ask about this. Yeah. And he says that he has her keys, her phone, and her wallet on him. Why? I'm so, confused. Yeah, Maybe was, her phone, but like her everything else? I don't know. I don't know. It sounded strange to me too. And they immediately like drive to his job and they're like, okay, you're coming to the police station with us for questioning. Oh no. He's mm-hmm. got a clock out early. What will he do? <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> oh my gosh, he's probably mm-hmm. like panicking. Mm-hmm. Not about Andrea, he's panicking about his pay. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. so. So now at the station, Lincoln is being interviewed and they asked him why he waited all day to call. So 
meaning on Monday morning. Like, she had been missing all day. Okay. You call on Monday. Why? And he really just thought that she was hanging out with Julia. Okay. They then asked why he would just take her stuff with him to work. And he said did that for safekeeping. For safekeeping? I mean... All right, I'm going to try not to have, like, spidey senses right now because what if he has no involvement, you know what I'm saying? But I do think, like, the whole safekeeping thing is just strange. Like, again, mm-hmm. to take all those things, but why? I don't know. Yeah. Where are you putting it? And also, like, is he carrying a bag? You know what I'm saying? Like... I have no idea. he got to be carrying he, a book he bag. He must, yeah. He must be. <laughs> where is he holding these things? Right. <laughs> Interesting. But mm-hmm. he puts it out there that he is very much concerned about her whereabouts. Okay. And he does hand over the phone, the keys, and the wallet voluntarily. All right. They do plan to get a warrant, though, for her phone. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Trying to do everything by the book. As they should. Mm-hmm. Detectives then look into his background, and he has no criminal record. Hmm. Okay. But that doesn't always mean anything, right? It just True. could be that you just haven't been caught. Just lucky. Mm-hmm. Lincoln does end up giving a written statement, and he never requested a lawyer, by the way. So he's just... Oh, Lord. Here we go again. Doing this all willingly. Okay. And then detectives are called back to the home because the search was still ongoing when, you know, they called Lincoln, and it turned out that he had all this stuff on him, right? Mm-hmm. So they're called back to the home. Apparently, there's a faint odor. Oh. And when they arrive, uh, William is still downstairs in his living area. Okay. And they notice that there were two black garbage bags that had some sort of um, a streak on the front of it. Some sort of dark substance. Wait, where? In the basement? In the basement. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> William tells detectives that it's soiled linens in the bag. Okay. Because he had sex Monday night with someone he had been dating. Okay, William. <laughs> William is 61. Oh, William. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's having himself a time. Detectives, they get their gloves out and they look in the bag and they were, in fact, soiled linens. Soiled? What? What? Okay. Soiled? Can you clarify what you mean by soil? I don't even know. Like, I'm just I mean, assuming... I can mean... I don't know. I think I think it means what I think it means. Poop? No. Oh. <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't know what the heck they be doing. I'm just saying. What, what do you think it was? Bodily fluids. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why my mind went there. But you know what? My mind went to the extreme. No, I think it could mean that too. Soiled... I, when I hear people say soiled, you that's know what? what they mean. But sometimes people use it. Yeah, it could. Okay, I looked it up. <laughs> Any yeah. fabric that is dirtied from food, fluids from the human body, including okay. blood, saliva, vomit, or from other items. So. Okay. You're right. It could be that. It could be like dirty. Well, know, what did feces. the detectives think it was? Or did they ever say? like? Um, they did not go into details other than that. Wait a minute. Hold on. So the faint odor is coming from the linens? <laughs> oh my god. Like I'm just um, trying to understand this. Is it's possible oh. that, that was part of it. Okay. Yeah. 
Ooh, you nasty. Um, but they still think this is just so strange. Like, why all of a sudden is is this bag here? You know, it was it wasn't there Monday. Okay. Okay. So this is again Tuesday. Um, Interesting. So they look into Andrea's relationship with her father a little bit closer, and this is what they find out. Okay. Um, as we already know, like he helped her get the house. Right. And set up the daycare. So it's no right. surprise that his name is on the deed of the house. Okay. And the fact that like he helped her like set up the daycare, I think that that was really nice of him. Yeah. But Andrea still needed help with the mortgage, and it didn't seem like he was contributing in any way. Oh. Julia, Andrea's best friend, said that she felt that William was acting very much entitled. Oh. He didn't feel the need to like actually work and pay bills. I mean, maybe that's fair to some extent because it's just kind of like, well, I got you the house. But if Andrea is really struggling and she has this baby on the way, yeah. you know, how, mm. how are you going to help her out? That must have been stressful. Yeah. Like, especially thinking about the fact that there are abled humans, abled bodied humans who could mm-hmm. just help. And then yeah. like her dad can't help her. Yeah. Like, you know, <clears throat> I mean, his credit had to be great to get the house in the first place. Right? Like, needing, like, possibly. Yeah. Well, what I'm getting at there is, like, just the down payment amount and all this stuff. He was like, a former teacher. Okay. Vincent. Okay. But yeah. when he got here, what was he doing? Like, I'm not sure. Was he the one that put the down payment? I believe so. Mm-hmm. So maybe he felt like. My excellent credit and down payment got us this house. Now you got to figure out the rest. Yeah. And also, I'm your dad. I worked my entire life to put you through school. Yeah. And now you... (laughs) Am I talking about this? That or me? (laughs) No, but like, sometimes that really is the stance of parents. Like, Mm -hmm. especially Caribbean parents. Sorry, Caribbean parents who are listening, but like... Y'all be hard on your kids sometimes. Mm-hmm. The way, in a way that I noticed that other people, palm-colored people, their parents don't act the same way. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen their parents let them stay for however long and do whatever, and they support them, and there's like no end game. But a lot of people that I know have had to like really work. Mm-hmm and contribute right like you're expected to contribute to the household so it's interesting to see the dichotomy there Mm -hmm. i hope i use that word right because if i didn't somebody's gonna tell us in the comments (laughs) i'm pretty sure i used it right though i think you did Uh yeah division or contrast yes i was right (laughs) gotcha now delete that review right now right now (laughs) Um, but back to William and Andrea's relationship. So there was actually an incident with the boiler, and the boiler is located in the basement. Okay. So her dad said that um, basically the boiler was not working, and that needs to be working because otherwise the house is cold as hell. Right. So the dad knew someone that could fix it for nine hundred dollars, 
But Andrea still felt like that was a little bit of a high price. So she's like, no, let's see if we can get someone to do it for less. And she found someone and brought them to the boiler. I don't know if her dad was there at the time. Okay. But they noticed that the boiler had just been turned off, that there was nothing wrong with it. That's it? And so basically her dad... Was trying to get money out of her, get $900 from her, and act like it was actually getting fixed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, wow, wow. That is like some scheming stuff right there. Yeah. Dang. He really felt the need to do that? Mm hmm. Mm. Tricky. As a search is unfolding, a neighbor comes forward, and how the houses are built. It's almost like an apartment building. Like, the walls are connected. Yeah. Yeah. So like townhouses. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah. So a neighbor comes forward, and they claim that they have heard a lot of knocking and banging in the basement. Oh. Um, I'm not really sure what day that was on. Okay. But possibly, like, on Monday. So the day before. Okay. And they saw William carrying buckets of dirt out of his apartment so out of the basement apartment oh that's weird and they just thought it was very odd and so detectives take that information and basically a warrant is issued for a search of william's apartment Uh so they leave and they come back that same day okay um at 11 p.m that night and when they come back he's just eating porridge oh goodness okay (laughs) and um They asked to look at the garbage bags again. And he said, yeah, sure. They noticed that the bags were emptied and turned inside out. And that there was like wet residue that was on the bag and it looked almost like blood. Oh, okay. So they do perform an OPTI test um, where it's basically like they're using UV lights. Okay. And they spray, like, a substance and see, like, if it glows. So... What if it glows? It means that there's blood? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. They did that, and it shows that there is blood. Okay. So this is really shocking, but they can't confirm that this is Andrew's blood or, like, blood from the... sheets? Yeah, the soiled sheets, basically, right? Holy moly. Um, But when they do remove the bags... Okay. They do notice that there's dried blood on the wall behind oh. it. So they thought that that was very weird. And at that point, he's still burning his incense. And they tell him to stop burning it. <laughs> you know, put that shit out. And he Damn. does. And they take it a step further and tell him to step out of the apartment. Right. To go outside. And he does. Okay. So at this point, as like... The incense is starting to like mellow down right. and they can smell again. Right. They start to get like faint hints of a really bad odor. Uh-oh. And there's a furnace room and across from the furnace room there's a closet. So they're walking around. They don't really pick up that it's coming from the furnace room, but it seems to be coming from this closet. And they open the closet and they can smell it a little bit more. And they start to declutter the closet. There's just random things in there. And when they declutter it, there's a blue tarp on the floor of the closet. 
And they pull it up and they see that there's plywood underneath it. Oh, Jesus. So, like, I thought... I'm sure a lot of people thought you were going to say it was Andrea. Like, gosh. Holy Jeez. Yes. If you thought she was going to say that, leave me a comment. (laughs) On this post on Instagram. Sorry, no. It's just, like, plywood that's just, like, flat. Okay. But it is a piece of, like, wood. Okay. That's not connected to the floor. Gotcha. Um, So there's a tarp and then there's... Okay, but is there like is the is the floor broken? Like, is it covering the hole? I'll get to that. I don't. Well, uh, damn, I'm just trying to see. Like, so at this point, when they pull up the tarp, like, okay, the smell is very strong. Okay, so they lift up the plywood, and there is a hole in the floor that appeared to be dug out, and it's like four foot wide, and in that hole, Mm -hmm. they do discover Andrea's body. No! Partially covered in gravel. No! Yeah. How'd she get there? I'm so, like, wait. That's what they're trying to figure out. Wait a minute. She's in the basement in the closet? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. Yeah. She was in the house the whole time. They had a they had a feeling. Their feeling yeah. was right. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay, so now I need to know. Is it Lincoln or is it... Yeah, that's what they're trying to figure out too. The one-year-old Soiler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... I'm wondering. Who so, do I get to go in on? You know? Um, as far as... Um, so she is deceased, unfortunately. Jeez. And oh. she suffered blunt force trauma to her head. No. Like, skull fracture. No. Oh my goodness. Really serious like brain injuries oh my goodness um and she also had ligature marks on her neck they did not say this on the show but looking at like documents from the bronx da's office um she actually had a rope around her neck so they they found her yes oh my they did not say that on the show wow so at this point it is now january 6 2016 around 3 a.m when this all is happening right so detectives need to figure out if the killer is her father, William, or her fiancé, Lincoln, who's still at the police station. And granted, Lincoln has not requested an attorney. Right. Even at this point. So when they tell Lincoln that they found Andrea, he was happy. Okay. And hmm. when they started to say, like, mm, well, we found her body... Oh, no. He started crying, like, no. hysterically. No way. Yeah. Did they show tape, like, the tape on the show or anything? No. Hmm. They did not. But he was genuinely distraught. Okay. Wow. So when they saw him hmm. like that, they're like, I don't think this is our guy. Oh. They now turn the focus to the father. Okay. And William asks for an attorney immediately. Okay. He doesn't what even wait heck? for them to tell him, like, hey, you're a suspect, or, like, we found Andrea's body. He doesn't know any of that. Right. He doesn't know anything. Wow. Um, they feel that they have enough to charge him with second-degree murder Oof. of Andrea Carruth, his daughter. And oh they swab him for his DNA, and he's fingerprinted. Okay. Wow. So on the car ride to jail, he basically tells detectives that he brought his kids here and they got a college education and all that he wanted from them in return was respect and that 
No one was giving him that. Oh, goodness. What does this mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was wondering that, too. So detectives' theory of the case is that William found out that Andrea was in the process of refinancing her home, which is true. Okay. Detectives believe that he shut off the boiler. Right. To get her to come downstairs. He knew that she would. Okay. Um, And as she was coming downstairs to ask why the house was so cold, he hits her from behind with a hammer multiple times and, and strangles her. Oh my goodness. This is like horrific. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Lincoln really just wanted to check. Like, he really just, he just was yeah. in normal mode. Like, okay, like, wow, wow. Lincoln is really, like, he could have gone down for this. He's he acting really strange. He's acting in a way that I think people would equate to being someone who is guilty. Yeah. But, wow, Lincoln. Mm-hmm. This is wild. This is like, like, my mind was blown. Her I was. own father? Wow, mm-hmm. wow. Like, <sighs> so the news of William's arrest hits the Bronx community really fast, and everyone is in shock. Wow. Especially like her neighborhood. They're yeah. like, no way. Because everyone knows everyone. Yeah. And in her neighborhood, a lot of the residents are actually like from St. Vincent. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's very tight knit. Her friend Julia stated that she felt numb after hearing the news. Oh, my goodness. And. One really sad detail that I found from a New York Times article stated that Julia had actually planned to spend that Wednesday, so January 6th, with Andrea, not only to go shopping with her, but she was also going to go with her to her doctor's appointment that she had scheduled. Ugh. What a tragedy. (sighs) So as far as Andrea's family, her mother, she was not even aware of Andrea's death. All she knew is that, like, she was missing. There was rumors that Lincoln did it. Right. Um, And so how she finds out is that Andrea's, one of Andrea's brother calls her and tells her, like, they found her. And she's like, oh, like, that's great. And he's like, no, they found her and she's dead. Oh, my gosh. And she said that when news came out that William had allegedly done this, she fainted. Oh my gosh. She couldn't believe it. It just sounds unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Honestly. Yeah. It's like, what? It just doesn't make sense to kill somebody, your child? Yeah. Like, oh my goodness. My goodness. Well... It's just crazy. And Lincoln reportedly said, I miss her and I love her. Oh my gosh. I was trying to look more into Lincoln and unfortunately I couldn't find any statements other than this that he made. Wow. Friends and family, they set up a memorial in front of the family home, of course. And the children who attended Kitty College, which was the daycare that Andrea had, they lit candles and they wrote letters Along the lines of saying, like, Miss Carruth, we miss you. Oh, my goodness. Andrea was buried in her home country of St. Vincent on January 24th, 2016. Oh, my gosh. Wait, did they ever say, like, if she died immediately or if she... Because remember the neighbor said yeah. they heard knocking or something? Mm-hmm. Um, did they, they give a time of death? 
Like, was it possible kinda, that she... I mean, the way he hit her, I don't know if she would have even been conscious at right, that point. Right, So, but I'm wondering about the knocking and what that ended up being. I don't know that they specifically said how long it took for her to die, unfortunately. Right. I'm thinking, like, the knocking that the neighbor heard was him breaking the concrete floor, okay. like, creating the hole. In the floor. Because that hole wasn't there. He, like, created it. But I would think that doesn't sound like knocking. That sounds like... Like, they said knocking, a banging sound. Oh, like a banging sound. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess. And, you know, like, they saw him carrying dirt right afterwards. That, I mean, the fact that he's carrying dirt. Because he literally was freaking making a hole in the floor. So he's taking the dirt, like, whatever was underneath the floor, like, he's That's insane. removing that That's to completely put her there. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so crazy. Man. So two years later, this case goes to trial. Right. On October 3rd, 2018. Dang. As far as the evidence that they have, we know that he was fingerprinted and DNA yeah. was swabbed. Um, so they did find a hammer in his apartment. Okay. And they found that Andrea's DNA was on it. Oh, wow. 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 Um, okay. The medical examiner also found that William's DNA was under Andrea's fingernails. Oh. So this that indicated sign. that she was fighting for her life. So wow. she didn't just pass out. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. It must wow. have taken several hits, but right. like maybe you know that first hit, she was fighting for sure. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that DNA, it told her story. Yeah. Cause not for nothing, people could have still his lawyer could have still said, well, it was Lincoln, and Lincoln just put her down there. Yeah. You never know. You know, what I'm saying a lot of circumstantial stuff. However, yeah. him carrying the dirt, number one, is just like, uh, why would you be carrying dirt? Right. That's you know. But if, but that, if that wasn't, wasn't the, case, the case, then like I would be on the fence. I just can't believe it. I don't know. It's just so such a gruesome, gruesome and horrific story. Mm-hmm. Jeez, like your parents are supposed to be your protectors, like. If anyone else, your parents. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that a parent could do that to their child is just beyond me. Like, that is crazy. Yeah, no, it's it's really shocking. I did not... When I was watching this episode, I was like, no way. I was shocked. Yeah. By the ending. You didn't see it coming? No. Wow. No, I really didn't. Oh my goodness. I really did not. Well, I mean, the fact that he took it to this extreme, it's like... It's an extreme. You could have gone and gotten a job. You killed your child because you said your children just lacked respect. I think it was also her refinancing the home. He didn't want that. Okay. Um, Still. So I I was wondering, like, did he kill her for the house? Because it would technically go to him. Yeah. She's not married. But does New York have a Slayer statute? So a Slayer statue... I'm, yeah, it does, Yeah, they do. They do? I'm pretty sure they do. I so study. I'll explain while you look it up. So basically, a Slayer statue <laughs> prevents somebody who committed an, an egregious crime from basically inheriting anything. Like, it's basically um, saying, like, you slayed someone, you killed someone, you deserve nothing. So things that... So basically, the person 
would not be able to inherit stuff, right? Is that it? Yeah. What if they already own stuff? Can they keep it? That, I'm not sure. Huh. So the case I read was, like, someone had... The grandma or the grandparent? Yeah, something about putting their grandchild in a will, and then the grandchild killed them. So the Slayer statue attached, and Mm -hmm. they were not able to inherit the grandparents' whatever, whatever the share was from the grandparents' will. But I think if you own it already, I, I don't think it applies. Mm. I don't think the Slayer statue um, applies in that instance. I will definitely look it up and see. Yeah. And come back to y'all. And let us know if you find it before us. Yeah. You little detectives, you. <laughs> <laughs> Many lawyers in training. I love it. Love to see it. All right. So according to Google... The Slayer rule in New York states that you forfeit any interest you may have in your victim's estate. If you contributed to the person's demise, then you cannot inherit from their estate. So that's exactly what I was saying. Yeah. It, it's a, it applies it applies to inheritance. Yeah. It doesn't apply to what you already have in your possession. But it's just making sure, like, all right, you already did this to this person. You deserve absolutely nothing from right. them. Mm-hmm. So... There, we solved it before the end of the episode. (laughs) Look at that. But, I mean, this was, like, a tough one. This Mm -hmm. was tough. Every case we do is tough. I have a little bit more, though. Oh, sorry. No, that's okay. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Um, Another piece of evidence that they found is that there was a shoe inside the hole with Andrea. And that shoe matched a shoe that belonged to her father, which was in her father's car and had blood on it. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. So they really, I mean, they really had him. They really had, like... And it had, I'm sorry, it had her blood on it. I don't so know if her that. shoe had her blood on it? His shoe. Oh, his shoe. Yeah. Had her blood on it. Yes. Now, I don't know why one was in the hole and one was in the car. Like, I don't know if he was trying to... I don't know. Why would you put your own shoe in the hole? Was that by accident? Like, Gotta be an accident. Yeah. I don't know. So, I don't know. He has a lot of accidents. Did he really soil the sheets? Probably not. Probably lied. I don't know. They never got into would, details about that. that would be really weird and disturbing if he did bring someone over and did anything knowing that he had just killed her and put her in the hole. Because he would have killed her Sunday, right? And he said that yeah. this person who he soiled the sheets with, his fellow soiler, came <laughs> over Monday night. Yeah. So, I mean, listen. That would be twisted. That would be twisted, but it's already twisted that he murdered his own yeah, child. So you know what? So we can't put anything past Soilers. That's what this case taught me. Yeah. About. yeah. <laughs> like pretty much. Sheesh. Now the it's really on the jury to convict him of second degree murder. They just didn't feel that there was enough to convict him on that. So really? Yeah. So he was technically charged with second degree murder and manslaughter okay so they went with first degree manslaughter what yes i'm surprised mm-hmm. there Me wasn't too. enough like what else do it's they like, need what else do you need his yeah. dna is under her nails what else do you need i don't know i just thought that was very oh, interesting goodness i just i really can't so during the sentencing hearing he did not appear to show remorse, but he was pleading to the judge. Okay. And he said, I dream about my daughter every day. I cry. I cry every day. I miss my daughter. It's because she haunts you. That's it's why. like the nerve, though. Yeah, it's just like, 
it's just the audacity. Mm-hmm. There's also impact statements that some family members give. I wasn't really sure who was speaking because they, right. there was no name to it. It was just a News 12 clip. Okay. And this individual was describing Andrea's as an active, vibrant, full of potential young lady right. that cannot be brought back. But she hopes that Andrea gets justice. And oh she was God. saying this like, you know, through tears, basically. This was not an easy statement to make by any means. Definitely not. Damn. Her fiance, Lincoln, I don't believe he was present, but he did send in a letter that was read in court. Unfortunately, they did not show clips of what was read, but in the end, William Carruth was sentenced to 25 years in prison. Okay. And five years post-release supervision. Okay. For first-degree manslaughter of his daughter, Andrea Carruth. Oof. At the time of his sentencing, William was 64 years old. So okay. you do the math. He, if he lives till 89, that's when he would be released. Okay. I'm sure people might want to know the difference between second-degree murder and first-degree manslaughter. Mm-hmm. And I went ahead and Googled it. So you guys tell me what you think he should have been charged with. All right. So murder in the second degree for New York State says it is. Let me see. Under New York Penal Law 125.25, you could be prosecuted for murder in the second degree if you intentionally cause the death of another person, recklessly cause the death of another person under the conditions that you had a depraved indifference for human life, meaning you don't you didn't give a damn. Okay, so, I mean, there are more things, but it doesn't apply to the case. Like, one of them is, like, you killed someone who was under age 11, blah, blah, But, okay, it's someone who either intentionally killed someone or recklessly did it. Right. Like, you knew it could happen. Yeah. And you did it anyways. All right, so that is murder in the second degree. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like he fits in the, you knew it would happen. Right. And you did it anyways. Like, you knew this could be the result. You hitting someone in the head with a hammer? What you think gonna happen? You know what I'm saying? I don't know how it fits into manslaughter. Well, Um, let's see. (laughs) So in New York State, manslaughter in the first degree means... um, Wait, let me look at it first. All right. So I'm gonna read the ones that apply to this case. Because again, there's stuff about like kids under the age of 11 and Mm. stuff like that. All right. With intent to cause serious physical injury to another person, you do, in fact, cause the death of that person. With intent to cause the death of another person, you cause the death of such person or a third party while acting under the influence of extreme emotional disturbance. So you were just like real emotional. Okay, I could see why they probably were like, oh, he maybe he his lawyer, the way he put on the case made it seem like he mm. is somebody who was just okay in his feelings at mm. the moment or you had the intent to cause physical injury and serious physical injury and it resulted in death but still it's like he again murder in the second degree literally says intentionally cause the death of another person okay i see the difference the other one is you intended to cause serious physical injury so like, you hit her in the head with a hammer because you just wanted to hurt her. But, he also but that still don't make no damn sense. But he strangled exactly. her. So, it's just like, so if we were the lawyers on this case, or I guess if I was on the jury, I'm going to convict him of second-degree murder. Mm-hmm. Okay? The whole, like, 
for me, the first degree murder, like first degree manslaughter just does not make sense. Yeah. You have to really look at the way the person attacked the person. I do think you have to look at what this person did and ask yourself if a reasonable person would think that this would lead to death. So you're telling me there's not one person on the jury who thought, okay, if you got hit in the ha- head with a hammer a few times, you gonna live to tell the tale? Like, no. And then choked. Like, right, and then choked. Like, why would you think, like, okay, like, yeah, that was serious physical injury, but, like, that's what he was intending to cause, and then she just died. No. No, no, no. Yeah. I think it was second-degree murder. You intentionally caused the death of another person, or you yeah. recklessly did it, right? Yeah. You had this depraved indifference for human life. You didn't give a shit. That's yeah. what it means. Yeah. So, y'all let us know <laughs> after that little lesson. You know what I'm saying? Let us know in the comments, do you think he is guilty of second-degree murder or first-degree manslaughter um and yes for first degree manslaughter the maximum you can get is 25 years yeah, like so that's the absolute max- maximum yeah. which means he can get out of prison one day yeah i mean don't know if he'll live that long you know what i'm saying he'll be like very very old at that point mm-hmm. and guess what sir i don't know if any of your kids are what gonna want to take care of a soiler i'm sorry like <laughs> all of that to say just sending well wishes to Andrea's other family members who had to deal with this person doing such a disgusting, despicable thing. Mm-hmm. Like, she was about to step into her next chapter. Yeah. And you took that from her. It's like... Her and her onborn child. Onborn like, child, her fiancé who had yeah. been with her. I don't know, fiancé, boyfriend? No, fiancé. Fiancé had been with her for so many years. It's like, you stole that moment from them. Yeah. He would have gotten away with it, too, had they not told him to put out the incense. I don't know. or what's, Is that called? Yeah. Incense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, if they hadn't told him to put it out, then, like, I don't know if they would have been able to detect the smell and maybe he would have gotten away with it. Yeah. But wow this was very unexpected and that concludes another episode of it's the mystery for me make sure you guys stay safe out there keep your head on the swivel we live in a very crazy world mm-hmm. very very crazy world that's it yeah okay bye guys bye